Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of crap beer, we can do this. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of crap beer, we can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C, Certified Brewhead. I am Scott Beer Cole, beer enthusiast. And welcome to Beer Another Sh the podcast, episode 36. And you know what we are? Just a couple blokes helping you understand and enjoy craft beer. One pour at a time. Scotty, how are you, mate? I'm fantastic. C, Certified Brewhead, how are you? I am wonderful also. <coughs> it's been a uh, busy day. Look, Look like we have a smorgasbord of, of, of big things that are going we have some sausage rolls. We have some chicken fingers. It is... Got to stay fed when you're drinking beer, right? Drinking beer and making beer. Yes. So today we've uh, had a bit of a busy day. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, we went out to Toronto Brewing. Shout out to Zach. Uh, Scott's been dealing with, uh, with Zach from time, G, for like five years, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I used to go grab brew supplies from him when he was... Uh... But De- dealing them out of his front door. Dealing. Dealing. I felt like it was a drug deal. Go pick up my malts and hops and yeast and stuff. But very cool. Now he has a storefront up on uh, Chesswood, just north of the 401 by Downsy Station. Yes. Very cool. So we're uh, we're in the middle of brewing a. It was originally an amber, like winter Christmas ale. Now we just chucked in a bunch of extra duck. Malt, uh, we had some extra dark malt, so we said throw it in there. Let's make it like a uh, dark ale. Yeah, dark ale. Dark Christmas spice Christmas ale. So yeah. we have about half an hour until the uh, mash is finished. So we might just pause for a moment and come back, or we'll just wrap it up. But um, we've been, I've been looking forward to this particular podcast yeah. for a while because we have two really exciting great, beers. There's well, one one beer, one, one beer, one beer esque thing which you could probably see here. So. Let's get right into it. Let's get straight say, yeah, down yeah. a bit. So the beer we have is the Stone uh, Citricado IPA. So this bad boy was uh, brewed for the 20th anniversary this year. Super cool. Now it's uh, Citra hops, clearly, with avocado flower honey. What? I, I for one, have no clue what... Um, Stone, that, Stone does great stuff. It does great stuff. They had the Ruination. Ruination. Yo, I, I told you, I had the Ruination 2.0. Uh, orange peel and vanilla bean in oh Vermont. Oh my goodness. I, I think about it like every other day oh, wow. still. It was the realest thing I've ever That's had. Awesome. So I saved, I got this one from uh, Beverage Warehouse. Cool. I wanna, we should get Beverage Warehouse on a goddamn podcast. That'd be lit. That's a cool place, man. Just because I feel like there's a bit of history there now. Like I had to go there. That's for the, in Winooski, correct? It's Winooski. Just outside of um, Burlington. Burlington. Just yeah. like the next, like literally one freeway stop. There. Yeah. So I saved this one. I had a couple of stone ones. I thought this was the most interesting one because it's the um, anniversary. I can't oh. remember what the other one I got, but I thought it would be fire. The 20th Let- anniversary. Get it in you. Ah, you know we love that sound. Ooh, fire flames. Makes the children happy. Oh, does it ever. Ooh, look Ooh, it's at darker that. darker than I expected. It's like, like syrup. I guess that's that honey. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, look at that. Ooh. It's like a kind of rich orange amber color. Yes, save some of that for nice fluff. Wow, I can really smell it. Look at the yeah. fluffy head on that. Wow, that crazy head. It smells great. Literally looks like uh, golden syrup or like molasses and thing. I smell the honey. Yeah. Which so I guess we, did, we didn't put the molasses in the. Oh, you're supposed to put it in the wort, not in the, the wort. Okay, cool. So we're okay. Cool. Um, cheers. cheers. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's great. 
it's nice. It's cooled down. It's not like super, sorry, cooled, warmed up a little. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like ice cold. I think this yeah. is this is how you're supposed to drink IPAs. It really opens it up. If you chill it too much, it kind of takes away from the flavor. From the flavor, yeah. Oh god, it's really bright and citrusy and lemony. You can really taste the honey too. Very much so. Um, the hops, the the the, the citra, that sort of tropical, a little bit like tropical in there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, has good mouthfeel. Like there's body to it. It's not a. Oh yeah. What percentage is it? Nine. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely tastes nine, which is not a bad thing. It just means of. Uh, I'm just saying, like it's it's viscous. There's like a, mm, an, a, a full body. Yeah, very much so. I expect a lot from Stone. Like, That's have you really ever had a Stone uh, beer you don't like? No, not really. They have. I mean, they sell the. Um, what is it? The bastard. Angry, um, Angry butt? No, it's not. Oh my god, arrogant bastard. Arrogant bastard. Yeah, they have that and the IPA usually in LCBOs. But those they are pretty the, much the only ones you can get here. They had the Kelly Belgica or whatever it's called. That one was good. That was really good. Yeah. Um, did I get other ones from here? I had the, um, was it called the Delicious IPA? Mm. And that was pretty good. I tried to get the Go-To, which is their session IPA. Yeah. I couldn't find that in singles. This may be one of my favorites from Stone so far, For though. For sure. Oh, man, we get, when we go, look, I don't know if you can get that orange vanilla one in a bottle. It was just on tap. It was just like... I don't know what Stone do. They're geniuses, these yeah. guys. Mm. Be interesting to see their facility. And they're, you're talking they're going to open a... The beer hotel. A hotel, which is, I think, a great idea. Mm. Like, literally across right the across the street, right from, across the street. from the brewery. So. The best part is, oh, I think going to keep it... You know, they're pretty crazy with the beers. Ridiculous names. Uh, you know, ridiculous ingredients. And they are going to have uh, all themed out. I think, actually, the gargoyles and all that cool. stuff everywhere. And um, most importantly, beer in the room. Like, kegs in the rooms. What will they think of next? Can you imagine if they turn up with the room? That'd be like, we're talking with um, uh, Sawdust City today about that because they actually have an, and they own an inn called Lone Pine Inn that yeah. was saying near their brewery up in uh, Gravenhurst. Gravenhurst, yeah. And we were like, yo, Stone are doing this. You guys should probably think about <laughs> no, putting right. the taps in the room. They're like, That's actually a pretty oh. good idea. So if they do, you heard it here yeah. first. It was our idea. Just saying. But just saying. Sada City, do your thing. We love yeah, it. Yeah, so. we love it. You know what? We'll just bring our own beer out there. We'll just go yeah. to the brewery and put in a growler and come back. Absolutely. But it would be kind of cool to be in a hotel room and just like, shh, pouring that yeah. bad boy. Remember there's um, there's like a, a beer spa. up. It, it's um, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Like Iceland or something. You like can, Sweden, yeah. Sweden or something like that. One of those Scandinavian countries. And you can like bathe in beer and get like, like you can literally sit in a hot spa full of Maybe, beer yeah. Yeah. or at least like drawn from right beer. amazing i'd be really okay with that your whole body just i feel like that'd like be incredible but it'd be yeah i guess they have like washes probably the grain like scrubs and stuff yeah and just like hops everywhere I forgot about that that was cool that was like a youtube video going into that one that was fire i'm very impressed um yeah man this is good. And the, look, the next thing, I don't want to skip ahead to it just yet, but this whole episode, we've basically based it around this bad boy. And we have yeah. mentioned it in the past. So you oh. want to tell us what happened, how we got our hands on the... Yeah, uh, so this on, is on this. one of those, I guess, could you call this... Okay, first off, can you call this a beer is the first question. Okay, that's the first question. Because I it's think more it's or less, arguably it's, a beer. Because I guess the ingredients are the same ingredients that a beer is made of, but it to taste it, we've already tried it. And to taste it, it's more of a liqueur or like a bourbon. I've got the brandy. Brandy, sorry, is what I meant to say. But um, tell it's not, it's not it carbonated. No. For those of you who don't already know, based on the bottle, this is Sam Adams Utopias. Yeah. So 
I guess you could consider this a white whale. This is no. pretty hard to get your hands on. Is a white whale? There's whale and white whale. I think the white whales are like the ones where they're right, like they only make boat. like yeah. yeah. This is probably considered a whale in the sense of you went to the brewery. And I went to the brewery and they didn't have any. Like they're it. like they laughed at me. They're like you can't get it here. I'm like it's the brewery. Like isn't this where you make it? Where else can you yeah. get it? Yeah. So, so they, I wonder is it distilled? This is probably the question between whether it's beer or whether it's um, liquor or mm-hmm. liqueur. Like when it's distilled, like I'm not going to front, like I know the difference, but like I assume the distilling process is Would quite... make it a, li- a liqueur as opposed yeah. to a... It's 28%, I believe. 28%, yeah. Um, and look, yeah, we did drink it the other night because we couldn't wait. We're trying to wait till the podcast to have it for the first time. We're like, nah, but you, you sat on it for weeks. Yeah. So, you know, props to you for like not uh, for keeping that willpower. Right I feel there. like you have to have it a couple of times to really like understand it, it and soak yeah. it in. It's, you know. So you've been keeping it in the fridge, but you pulled it out to get a more room temperature pause. Yeah. But does it... Like, how are you... Are you supposed to keep it in the fridge? Or do you just treat it like a normal lic- liqueur? Like, does it say on the little booklet thing? Yeah, I just... I wasn't really sure because my apartment kind of fluctuates in heat a lot. It's Canada, you know. And I know fluctuation for any alcohol isn't good. You're supposed to keep it at a consistent temperature and Even generally for, cooler than than warmer. Right. Even for liquor? Yeah. Like, booze, you don't want to keep... Like, you want to store it at a kind of consistent temperature and... Heat is never good for booze for the most part. Like, right. you want to store it in a cool, dry place. So I figured keep it in my beer fridge, which is generally cool. And just kind of, I really wasn't sure how to treat it, right? Like, do I treat it like yeah. a beer? Do I treat it like a liquor? So I just took the safe bed and put it in the fridge for now. I took it out to warm it up a little bit because we did have it cool. And I felt like it needed, it that. needed to be a little warmer. And we sat on one. We left one out for we a while. We left one out and it, tasted, it, it opened the flavors up a lot. It definitely did. <clears throat> So there's a whole little write-up here. I'm not going to read it all, but give us a give us a bit. It kind of breaks it down. It's it was aged in a bunch of different casks. So that's what it was. Does it break down the actual process of how it started? So is it it, did it begin like you know mashing grains and stuff like how and then it was. Do you want me to read the whole thing? You have to read read the whole thing, thing, but Jonah, can you summarize it? Summarize it as you're reading Uh, it. It's a big ask. Okay, so over the years we've continued to push the boundaries of beer with extreme beers. Uh, they name a few of their extreme beers. Um, served at room temperature, this uncarbonated oh. 28% ABV brew rivals the complexity and flavor of the world's finest ports, sherries, and cognacs. Uh, port, port and cherries are very good. Um, similar. They taste similar to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to brew this beer, so they call it a beer, hmm. we begin with the world's finest all-natural ing- ingredients, uh, a blend of two-row malt combined with cherry wood and peat-smoked um, Breeze extra special Munich and caramel sixty malts. Okay. Um, three varieties of noble hops: uh, Hollertau, Spalter, and Mittenfreuch. Really quick interjection: and, and what's, a, what's a noble hop? Is that like a family of stuff? I believe it's a group of hops, like a um, region. Or? Yeah, I think it's almost like, and it's like a VQA, like it's a, it's a, you know what I mean, like a high like standard a, of hops and it's noble grown so I think it's like a certain traditional, area and they have to, right, have to have this that's right this. yeah and it's been grown for a certain amount of years and they're that's kind of sick. I think they're kind of the original um, like varieties because right. now there's so many different they're always coming out with new hops oh right? so the ones that aren't hybrids the that's ones right. that maybe that were natural and then they, from my understanding yeah I could look correct us if you're wrong if sure. anyone knows I mean I'm sure we could google it but if anyone yeah. wants to let us know in the comments I'll let you boys. Okay. Okay. So then they said during fermentation, uh, several strains of yeast are used, okay. um, including one traditionally reserved for champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, rah, rah, rah. So this year's release is a blend of batches. 
So oh yeah, they've been, aging, they've been aging for up to 22 years in a what? variety of barrels. So what do you mean? So I guess they started this over 22 years ago and they're using some of those batches blending them together and that's what's in here that's why it's so 22 years darn expensive I, I, okay. well if you think like I had that bottle I didn't know it was of with whiskey yeah with whiskey yeah but this is more like these guys were a brewery like were they thinking that far ahead 22 years ago apparently yeah that's some forward ass thinking if you yo like I, I gotta look into that cause yeah. that seems a little like far like that's incredible so they aged um portion of the beer in hand selected single use bourbon casks from the award winning Buffalo Trace Distillery okay uh, then they made a portion of this beer. Can't read that part because it's on the fold. Um, <laughs> Thanks, the beer's distinct vanilla and maple notes add a subtle aromas of ginger and cinnamon. So it spent time aging in Madeira, Carcevelos, Cognac, Armanac uh, barrels. So it's been aged in all those different barrels, four different, four different types of barrels. And yeah, so that's kind of the... Cole's notes on, it. that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah it's got to be a Cole's There you go, you notes. got that? Uh, uh, that could be a different beer segment. So, <laughs> you want to just get straight into it? Let's try it because we're talking a lot about it. Let's. Yeah, uh, sorry, I just wanted to go straight into no, it. No, absolutely. I, this has been, I used to work at uh, a place here called Beer Market. It for essentially, a while, it smells like it maple syrup. Like, it does smell, right? Yeah. I just, I never got to try it years ago. Um, don't give me that much. We've got a lot more beer to drink tonight. So I'm trying to like, uh, I'm lightweight. Trying to take it easy. Oh, look at the color of this, man. Look. It's like a dark version of the stone. Look. <laughs> yeah, it's like like in comparison. Definitely. You can see the I also have my custom uh, Sam Adams Utopia's glass. And I guess you got these from the brewery. with me. And that was actually from the brewery tour from uh, the Sam Adams Brewery, yeah. Very convenient. Yeah, the, the Utopia's glass is super sick. So I guess it's like a tulip style. Uh, taste it's a Rydell, crystal Rydell glass, custom Sam Adams. Taste that. I love it. Yeah. So on the nose, we're, whoa, Jesus Christ. Yo, this is because it's room temperature? It'll make you cough out. That boozy, like, yeah. burning your face, excuse me. That's syrupy. It looks like essentially a glass It smells like maple. maple. The maple yeah. is so heavy. It does really talk a lot about the maple. Yeah, so like vanilla feel, and cherry and kind of those dark Very fruits. much vanilla, and ser- vanilla, cherry, and the... Um, and the maple so strong. The maple is all oh, let's try this. Yeah. We, uh, do we do this in a podcast? Yeah, yeah, no. So I was watching videos the other night and it tells you how to... To, to smell your beer. Smell, to t- taste it. Yeah. So get those vapors all... Uh, all amped up, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. It uh, really smells like brandy. Yeah. And I'm not super experienced in brandy, but if I smelled that, oh, that's definitely yeah. brandy. Okay, so, let's try it. Cheers, brother. Cheers, mate. Mm. Yeah, that's intense. Super burny, like the full liquor burn. Um, lots of like, maple. Yeah, maple and vanilla are the two predominant flavors I'm getting. I'm getting some like and apple that, and cherry too. Apple, eh? The dark fruits are almost like of like a double, like that yeah. type of dark fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah, super complex. Maybe even like, like, because I said it was Asian cognac barrel, so I'm definitely getting the cognac like little vibes like you know henny in there um madeira if i'm not mistaken i had madeira at uh graham woodhouse had missing madeira actually at um the gourmet food and wine festival and he mm-hmm. gave me a sip of what he had <clears throat> and 
that most certainly tastes like that. It's mm. like a like a fortified wine or yes. something, like yeah, almost yeah, yeah. a port. Like he was sweet. mad at it. He was like, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> so maybe he thought Madeira was just wine. Well, yeah. it's most certainly a fortified, not. right. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that, like the port. For sure, yeah. I guess Madeira is kind of like port, right? Yeah. yeah. Very complex, man. Like, it's cool. It's interesting that it does taste like liqueur, but you use all the ingredients in a beer. Like you're right. using the, there's hops in here and there's, uh, malted barley there's malts in here yeah so it's just not carbonated it's not served cold but essentially I guess that's what makes it a beer is the ingredients but it's so such it's a different experience sold out. oh my yeah. god so much of a different experience um, it's very cool like it's a little like almost, I feel like it's like a, a good uh, di- digestif di- di- yeah whatever it is like yeah. the French thing like after dinner definitely thing, like you know sit like, by the fire and sit by the fire or the fake fire if fake you have fire, one yeah that works too um, fake fire flames mm-hmm. and um, and just knock one of these bad boys back it's definitely yeah it's basically and it was quite you know it's not cheap no it's, um, not. it's not cheap at all like it's you know more than it's borderline the, the, the exo well, if prices the, well I mean if some of this is aged for over 22 years I can understand they have why. to charge no I'm not even know. questioning the, the actual value of it but mm-hmm. it's definitely uh, um I read in a an review. Thing. They likened it to like a, there's fruit like a fruit cake, like a dark fruit cake. But the Christmas Christmas cakes? fruit cake. Huh. I get a lot a lot of that. Do you like those cakes? I hate those cakes. I like like I like a little piece of them. The same way as like I'd like a little, a little glass of this. Yeah, you just you know, definitely can't have a lot of it. Um, yeah, this will last you like five years or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna special occasions. Yeah, for special occasions, have a little glass type of thing. Like we've, we drank it a, little, a few times recently, so you know it's time for you to put it away. Yeah, put it away for a while. You're not going to be here at Christmas, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, which is why we're doing the brew today. Actually, yes. we always have a Christmas brew every year, which bloody sucks. We do one freaking brew every year, <laughs> but you know what? Now we have we use the hops from Bastien from shout to Alex. Um, you know, we have a bunch of hops and also Zach gave us some more. Zach gave us some hops. So some mystery hops. Mystery hops, you <laughs> called them. So it was more like we're making a dark beer and yeah. just need to make some bittering hops. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. So hopefully, I really want to focus more on brewing going forward now. Um, we had a wonderful offer today to brew with some very cool people, which would be the third recent offer. We haven't taken anybody up on it yet. I think in 2017. Sorry, guys. That's we're, the um, year we... Uh, this is a year of the brew for us. That's right. So we're definitely going to get more homebrewing That's content. That's been my goal from all of this. From oh, the you always talked about that. You know, you the most exciting part about beer to me is, well, drinking is great, but brewing it, making a beer yeah. that like people love. And like, I've made some decent brews in my time, like, but like to make something that you're like, wow, this is just as good as everything I can buy on the shelf, if yeah. not better. And that's exciting to And to, to even me. be able to make it with... Uh, people who are doing it commercially. Well, that's the exciting part to see because I've only, I know my little condo brew here with my own, you know, homemade mash tons and yeah. stuff like that. But to see it brewed on a commercial scale is going to be the interesting part. Very much so. And especially from, you know, industry it's, professionals, it's going to be like, we're going to feel I, like I'm assuming it's, it's going to be mind opening. And, oh, yeah. for sure. Um, like, I don't even know what we'd bring to the table. I guess it's more like maybe enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Maybe, that's about all we got to some crazy about. ideas. That's, I feel like we got some cool ideas. We do like, have some interesting some ideas. fun beers. Like, and I think they like to see that, like people who have a little experience, like, well, what do you guys think? You know, like they know, they pretty much know it all. But if we can come and inject some, you know, interesting ideas, maybe it'll inspire them to make something else, something right? Cool, right? I mean, yeah, totally. I think that's probably our worst comes to the worst. Thing. We make a delicious beer and get to drink and we it, get so. to, and we'll document it, of course, when we mm-hmm. when we get around to doing it. I want to put it all on out there who yeah. who've, who've mentioned it because I really want these to happen. So we just yeah. got to follow it up. I don't think it'll be a problem. And you know, what? I really like that about the craft community. Once again, we always talk about how cool it is. Like, 
you know, it's not like in rap if, you know, Drake's going to be like, hey, I'll work with you, unknown rapper. Like, it yeah. doesn't work like that. Whereas, like, these brewers who have multiple beers in the LCBOs across the whole city, some of them across the whole country and internationally, are just like, we're, you know, we're not brewers at all. But they're like, yeah, you don't want to brew? Like, sure. Like, you know, we can, and not like, not, you know, they're not going to put it out in the LCBO, whatever we do with them. But you know what? We might make a big enough batch. It could be in, in a few bars. Local pubs and stuff like that. That's amazing. Like that we can be able to even participate in something like that, that other yeah. people could purchase. And well, drink we got to follow up and make sure it happens. Because oh, now we have to. We put it out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Me like, too, yeah. You know, I'd like to almost try some of the beers that we made. The two favorite beers that we made over the years of, like I said, the 10 to 20 brews that we've done. Yeah. Um, my first favorite Number one was the um, pineapple pale ale, mm-hmm. which is the last beer we brewed. I don't know, sometime last year. I don't know if it was last Christmas. Christmas last was year? it really? I think so. So that was fire. I really enjoyed that. And then the second favorite was the cherry vanilla porter that we did. Spilly vanilla. Spilly vanilla porter because that, Scott, I always, we brew together and then I don't come back in enough time to help him bottle. So you always get stuck bottling Dolo. I mean, now you got Rochelle to help, but... Um, <laughs> It's, you know, and we like naming our beers. So. We name our beers ridiculous names. But I'd almost like to recreate those ones because I don't know if any of the particular people who have offered us No, I can almost say with certainty that the those two styles, uh, the people who have offered, have don't do anything like that. Not anything so. like it, but they don't do those, those exact, exact things. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can really do. I'm sure we could come up with some crazier stuff, and sure. we certainly have. But, um, you know, like, the fruit, I guess, the, the common theme, at least for me, and this one is the fruit. I love the fruit and fruit beer. and beers. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite of ones that we brewed? A favorite other we brewed. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say, yeah, the spilly vanilla was up there for me just because it had so much flavor. It was really and it changed over time. Yeah, and then we like we the also cherry. made that blueberry saison. That was pretty fire. Which it was a bit strong for my liking. Tiffany's favorite. Loves that. Favorite. That one messed me up a few times. It was like seven percent. We accidentally went a little high. So like I don't like the hot. I feel like we could taste it. And this is my thing about homebrew. Taste brew. the booze. Taste the booze, and I feel like well, I mean this one tastes a little like nine percent. But I've had you know we're back to do an alchemist video, and I know those beers do not taste nine percent. Like the crusher does not taste nine percent. Um, also, and I feel like it takes a bit of skill, and I think we're still learning that. So to me, I would not that I do. You got to experiment to try it, but I know that we can make pretty decent five six percent beers, and as soon as you start going higher than that. Maybe, you know, they won't, to me, they won't take or I won't want to drink them as often or something. Mm. I don't know. It's because I'm sorry. Yeah, we definitely haven't perfected the, the high ABV beers yet. Mm. But that comes with practice. And yeah. we're going to have to start brewing a little more regularly, which I'd like to do. But <clears throat> yeah, man. Getting easy so. out of this little condo. I'd like to have a little more space. Like, and I want the, the pilot, those pilot systems where they're like, I don't know, it's more than like the five gallons. I don't know, maybe they're 10, 20 gallons. Yeah, like the Blickman uh, pots and like the... Exactly, and, and they already the, the, the built burners. in. The built yeah. in is kind of like a part of it. Yeah. And they got little digital things. You just go, cool, one I think if you want to be serious about it, you have to have a serious system. Like I'm still brewing the same homebrew kit I bought like $80 six years ago. It was an $80 kit that gave you everything. So I think I, I'm definitely due for an upgrade. But oh, yeah. again, in the space I have, I can't really do it. If I owned a house with like a garage, that would be perfect. Mm. I think a lot of these guys have like their garages set up as like little... Little brew things. Have a little right. like, you know, sink area. Yeah. Like water and everything. Yeah. I'm really like... The gas. Makeshift everything here. But I mean, it works. We can still brew. We've made some great beers, beers on yeah. like zero budget. So you guys, we're, we're filming a, uh, a homebrew video. So that'll probably come out potentially before this uh, podcast does. Mm-hmm. So you'll see what what we do. 
you know, why are we doing a certain thing? And, you know, <laughs> we're a little out of practice. Yeah. We're a little, we always are a little yeah, out of practice. It's like, we, oh yeah. We, I forgot we have to do this. Oh yeah. But then we didn't do this. <laughs> so we're hoping it all works. I think we're doing okay so far. So but yeah. And I wanted to kind of share, I think it's cool. Like the way, you know, but it's, you know, just sharing our, this is out the way we do it. And this is where we've worked out. We started with extract kits and we moved to all green once you got the mash ton, homemade mash ton, and this is how we do it. And this is literally like on shoestring budgets. Like you can yeah. spend two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and have everything you need yep. before ingredients. Like yep. for actual stuff, that's all you've ever spent. So I think know, with the like the the higher end stuff, you just get it's like a five ten thousand dollars system, right? right? But it it cuts your time down. Your efficiency is a little better. It's just neater and cleaner, and mm. you're not running around from bathtub to stove top you know what I mean running like downstairs to pick up buckets of snow that's right yeah that's another thing like we don't know how we're going to chill today we don't have snow yet yeah and I can't Thank put, God. I have a wort chiller which is kind of like a copper coil that you run cold water through to chill the wort down after you've boiled it um, so we're going to have to find an inventive way to chill it down because the idea is after you boil it you want to cool it as quickly as possible down to I think around 70 degrees Damn, before yeah. you pitch the yeast so <clears throat> I don't have a connection for my word chiller. So normally I'd use that and it would chill it pretty quickly. But in past, we've used my bathtub full of cold water and, and thrown like icebergs. <laughs> I go downstairs, get a bucket of snow, chuck it in the bathtub. And then that kind of is... Does the trick. Does it. Forever it takes to do a it. lot longer like, than I'd like. Waiting because. is everything in this. Like if we had the proper system, like cool, you wait for the 60 minutes in the mash and then mm -hmm. you pump it straight in yeah. to the boil and it'll probably boil really quickly. We're going to have to wait maybe an hour for it to even get to the boil. Yeah. yeah and then, then you've got a 90 longer. minute boil with this particular beer. You should, we should be using one of those, um, the, like the turkey fryer systems where it's like a propane uh, system which yeah, heats the water up drastically. You can get those like pretty cheap, eh? Like, you can, but in my building, well, I need a place to do it. Like I, I can't. You can't it. have it inside. No, they're pretty it's, hectic. It's propane. Also, like you can't burn propane. Like a, we'll all die of carbon monoxide. Oh right, okay. <laughs> and I can't have own. it on my balcony, and I can't have it on the rooftop. So we'd have to go in the back alley, like back mm -hmm. alley brewing. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. So you know, we, we'll get that. I feel like yeah, you know, <laughs> we make can, it work. We make it work for this. I feel like this is the only setup we both have. Both yeah. we both have apartments, and it's your equipment. We always do it here in yeah. Toronto. Excuse me, um, but you know, I'm really looking forward to getting some experience with when these guys. When it comes guys. down to it, like we we make it happen, and but yeah, no, I think we need to focus on it now. Because you know, now there's a few opportunities coming up. You know, the the podcast is starting to grow, and you know, people a bit more people. You know, we're getting more people paying attention and, and interacting with us and engaging. So you know, the breweries don't you know are down. Some of the breweries are down to work, and like they don't. I, I'm so like honored by that. It's amazing. So I really want to use that to. Just learn a bit more and tap in. We want to get more involved in the community from that side. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of brewers on, but. That's right. I love, cool like, I want to know every side of the industry. So it's yeah. it's good to have people in, in different in different parts of the industry, like, our, you know, our buddy Zach at Toronto, uh, Brewing. Toronto Brewing. It'd be good to get him on a podcast. Absolutely. He knows a ton about beer. Mm -hmm. And actually, he told me he's moving. So he has the spot up there. Mm -hmm. uh, he has two years left on his lease, but he plans on moving and expanding. I think he's coming a little further south down to the Toronto area. Nice. So well, he's, he's in Toronto, far, but like southern part of the like city. Like right into the downtown. That's right. So, and he's good also man. was talking about opening up um, kind of like a little brew pub section in the, the shop. 
So nice. do actually brews on site and it's maybe some brewery the outside that he does that. The he's brewery. starting, so he's like they're putting something together in the kind of back corner of their shop. So nice. as of right now, I don't think they have anything, but they're going to look there. forward to that. That would be awesome. That's really cool. Get some people in the industry showing you, you know, tips and how tricks. to do it. Yeah, how to do it. I've done those. I think we've talked about that before. I did it in Australia um, with Dad back in the day. And also did it, um, no, sorry, I didn't do it. We, we had podcasts, it was episodes, Public Brewery was like 29 mm. or something. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, and that particular place, Public Brewery, do, they offer it to the public. So you actually get to br- recreate the brews with these like, like uh, brewmasters that do it for public consumption, which is super awesome. cool. Um, and you know, to be able to do that there. And usually what they do when you're doing it, you get to like, they have a whole bunch of stuff on tap. So part of the experience is just being able to pour yourself these beers from the wall. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Cause yeah. the average person doesn't get to pour themselves a beer. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I guess not. I was a bartender for years. I poured myself so many beers. I can't even count, but right. it's kind of exciting. Isn't Honestly, it? When I was in Mexico, they let you pour your own beer. And I was like, Oh my, I think I started drinking beer. all the, like, the, oh, the, like, the, the This was like, great. The resort. Yeah. Just slinging pines, yeah, you know, 45 degrees. You're like killing a game. Well, I have the, uh, I rarely use it, but I have Kegerator. a kegerator yeah. and I hooked it up for my homebrew system. So technically, you and it, can do it here. I can do it. And I have, I've only made probably two batches that I've had on my kegerator. Just because when we brew, we bottle because we like splitting it up. I want you to give you some of our brew to go home. But yeah. whenever I brew with myself, which is so infrequent, it hurts. Um, I wonder if we I, could... I keg it because it takes half the time. Because usually after brewing, you bottle the beer. It has to bottle condition for two weeks. Mm. Whereas with kegging, you can force carbonate it. And it's literally after fermenting, it's pretty much good to go. Mm. You transfer it to the the corny keg, you force carbonate it, throw it on, it's ready to go in two weeks. So half the time, and it's just amazing that like I was so excited the first time I poured a, a pint of my made. own homebrew. I had the kegerator right here, and I like it kind of brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. Like I made this, <laughs> I made this it's so, so good. good, so good. But yeah, so that's fine. It's that's, exciting, but. Yeah. So it's something to focus on for 2017. It's good to have these little goals yeah. and stuff now. And now there's a few up. Well, that's the time, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's all the time we got. So uh, you know what? Let's keep this one short and sharp. I've had a bunch of yeah. uh, lengthy-ass podcasts lately. Mm. So you know what? This one is for the quick commutes to work. Yeah. There's like no traffic today, so. This is like <laughs> straight in minutes. there. So um, shout-outs to the sponsors. We never even shout the sponsors anymore. I know. We haven't done that in a while. But you know why? Because we've had a lot of guests. We've been busy. You know yeah. what? It's all in the descriptions. Y'all get the point. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Samuel Adams is fantastic. This is Ricardo IPA. is phenomenal. Um, anything else we need to tell people? Go follow us on Instagram, BAOS Podcast, on Twitter, on Facebook. We've got subscribe a lot of content. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, subscribe on YouTube. We're really pushing... We, we're really focusing on YouTube. We have a lot of video content we're really working on now. Um, we're getting really inspired by a bunch of these other super dope craft beer, like YouTubers, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, Tiff, our producer, is really coming up with a bunch of ideas and we're really putting a bunch of stuff together. She's now. really the brains behind it all. We're just the, uh, yep. we're just the, the blokes that. We're the talent. The, uh, the, we're basically just like a, a mouthpiece. We're just. We're just a couple of puppets, essentially. Yep. Yeah. For Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. But we get to drink beer and it's fun, so. It's pretty fire flames. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Enjoy. Have a wonderful day, evening, morning, whatever it may be. And uh, get it in you. Get it in you. Uh.